This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Uh, Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. There's got to be a better way to get to somebody than going to catch foxes and setting their tails on fire, but I don't know. Samson was an understatement. Uh, morning, Dion. Brad, I, I, I think that uh, before the internet, you know, people really tried everything <laughs> they could to, uh, <laughs> to get people's attention. My goodness, you're asking difficult questions today. I know. I, I realize some of the stuff we just guess, you know. We just guess the answer. So now I'm saying, go look in the book of Judges. The book's not that big. It can't be that hard to find the story of the betrayal of Samson. So go and have a look. So I'm sending them. It's not that hard. Come now. The professor of nah, theology says it's, not it's that hard. hard. One should be able to find it, eh? <laughs> easy, easy. So I have a, a, a Ukrainian friend, and she and I were connecting again yesterday. I was hoping to have her on the show this morning, but things didn't quite work out. Um, and it's this, it's this, this, it's hard to explain, Dion. It's just such a mess, but we hear what the media says. Um, I, I, have, I have two Ukrainian friends, the one I was trying to connect with. The other one, uh, whose husband is off and he's got his stuff to do and he's got to go and get involved in the fighting and she's got this little four-year-old who's just had a birthday and she spent most of the day sitting in a ditch. That's the only place they could sit and hide in was this ditch from this, uh, this glamorous couple involved in Christian media in the Ukraine, you know. And here she is without her husband, two kids, one on his birthday, just sitting in a ditch waiting for someone to bring them some food. I mean, how your world gets flip-turned upside down in just a few days. Brad, it is something very, very sad, and um, you know we've uh, we've been getting you know a lot of of reports from various people. I mean, I think many of us know uh, missionaries and Christian mm. people in re- Ukraine. Of course, one of the reasons for that is that it is a very Christian uh, nation, certainly by demographics. Mm. About seventy percent of the population say that they follow Christ, and of course, we know that there are many South African missionaries. Uh, I, I have a few friends who are missionaries in in that. Uh, you know, Eastern European area, and many of, many of them based in the Ukraine, and it really is a very, very dire and sad situation. Um, I also had a, a conversation this week with uh, a friend who is a South African uh, who's in Russia, who's teaching at, at uh, a seminary, yeah. and um, that that is also a very interesting conversation. You know, to sort of hear the the the, the sort of sense of of nationalism and identity that's coming through. And, you know, I was, I was just struck again by a few things, Brad. The first mm. thing is, um, you know, in, in one of my classes this week, one of the students said, I wonder if, you know, if uh, we, we should be forced to choose sides, South mm. Africa, where would we land? And, uh, you know, obviously what he was wanting to know is, would we be on the side of Ukraine or would we be on the side of Russia? And that, that gave me, you know, some pause for thought. And, and I, I eventually sort of settled on the answer to say, my hope would be that we would land on the side of justice and peace. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, that ultimately is, is what Christ would want us to do, to say, where can we be part of, of the work of God's kingdom, which is to, to establish uh, righteousness, peace and joy. You know, that's, that's what we read about in, in Romans, where it says that the kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace and joy. And, mm. and we would, would constantly have to be uh, striving for that. The second thing that struck me is, um, Brad, I, I, I'm sure you've had this as well, but 
all sorts of people saying, you know, uh, this is the end time prophecy and <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the beginning of, uh, you know, the, the, the third world war. Yeah, I, I, I would say to our listeners, be very, very cautious of, of that kind of rhetoric and talk. Um, you know, number one, uh, the, the scriptures are very, very clear. We, we do not know the times nor the hours. And because there is that uncertainty, we shouldn't be involving ourselves in that kind of speculation. Rather, what we should say is, look, you know, we, we are not, uh, you know, part of the, 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 the sort of group that, that has to decide when God returns. Rather, we should be the ones that say, you know, when, when Jesus does choose to return, we want the world to be ready. And mm-hmm. What kind of world do we want our Lord to return to? It's not a world of war. It's not a world of brokenness. It's not a world of, of hatred between neighbors. You know, it should be a place in which we, we say, you know, we, we represent peace. So yeah. the third thing I want to say to us today is, you know, we've just entered this time of Lent. Yesterday was mm. the first day of Lent. It's a, a time where we as Christians uh, traditionally take these 40 days and prepare ourselves for Easter. And I want to invite our listeners to say during Lent this year, um, let's use this as a time to pray for peace on earth, to yeah. pray for for peace in, in all its different forms, for peace in Ukraine, for peace between nations here in Africa, even for peace between family members and, and friends. Mm. I think that's a worthy thing to give our time to. Yeah. Um, and we should pray our prayers in faith. You know, sometimes we might think, well, what good does our prayer do? Can it really change uh, someone? Well, I want to invite you, pray for Mr. Putin to be, you know, uh, sensible and sane and look for a a realistic and constructive solution. Pray for President Zelensky in, in Ukraine, that, yes. that he would be sensible and sane and that they would de-escalate the conflict. You know, pray for, for the ordinary people that we know who are suffering in, in Ukraine, the, mm. the, the family you were just talking about and the other families that we know for their safety, for their provision. Um, pray that as Christians we would remain sensible with our eyes focused on Jesus, not spreading rumors of wars and, and you know, uh, hyping up uh, something which is a very real uh, concern for, for many people. I'll say one last word on this, Brad, mm. and then just want to leave us with a scripture. Yes. What's been very interesting for me is the number of young people that uh, I've had contact from. So parents who've said, you know, my eight-year-old, my six-year-old, uh, they're feeling really uncertain. My own son and daughter, you know, last night uh, sitting around the dinner table saying, you know, should should we be afraid? Mm. And I think as Christians, we, we have a responsibility to, to speak peace, to, to live for peace, to proclaim peace, and particularly where it begins to enter into the hearts and minds of people. I think the devil is a liar. He wants people to be anxious. He wants mm. them to be suspicious of one another. And let's, let's take a stand against that. So Luke chapter 21, verse 9, Brad, this is yep. what it says. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened, because these things will happen, but, in the, but the end will not come right away. Hmm. Well, what can you say? We love speculation. I think there's this desire to, to try and figure out when Jesus is going to come back. And if you were to say, well, you know, it speaks of war and rumors of war, but I mean, we have had war and rumors of war for I don't know how long. You know, somebody suddenly in the middle of the crusade saying, oh, look, some biblical prophecy, Jesus is coming soon. So it's the speculation, I think, that sometimes leaves us with egg on our faces, particularly if you end up doing it on a public forum. 
you're not doing a Christianity any favors in that context. Am I right, Dion? Absolutely, Brad. And you know what the sad thing is, is that it's, it's actually detracting from yes. where I think God's real heart is. God's real heart is with the suffering of women and men. Mm-hmm. God's real heart is to see that the evil of, of anger and bitterness and hatred and prejudice is undone. And when we, when we get into these sort of speculative you know, prophecies, we, we actually detract from the real place where the love of Christ is. So, so I think as Christians, our witness should be a witness of peace, a witness of love, a concern for those who, who are suffering, and, and really just to add our prayers to say, Lord, we long for peace on earth. And, and if we can witness to that, even just where we are, amongst our friends and family, that, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, and when you say, what is it that you wish for? So, oh, I wish for world peace. Well, you can play your part in that today by getting on your knees and praying. Just like Dion said, this is our contribution today from the other side of the planet. There's no distance in prayer. I love that. Dion, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, we love it when you bring us the word and some good common sense theology. Have yourself a wonderful Thursday. Thanks, my friend. Blessings to you and to our listeners. Bye then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.